That Blues, Royal Blue family, you got Harry, you got Charlie, you got George now, George Hewitt in the midfield. How good are they looking? Burden stood up, Martin might kick the goal, kicks, rolls it through, Blues back in front. Cottrell, long one, Mackay in good marking shape, Motlock ground level, got his second in the quarter. Fisher gets another look at it and misses, no! Chera sweeps a handball forward. Can they finish? Grips from 52. Over the top. And bounces it through. Doherty. He's almost within range. He goes long. Monstrous. He's been the story of the season. The Blues are back, baby. Hello and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast, your host Jed alongside my co-host Harrison here. Bolt, welcome. Good to be back and great to have you opening the show again. I, I, <laughs> I felt a bit wheezy doing that last week. I got a bit of feedback on it, so it's good. Did you? Yeah, I thought it was I great. Yeah, I think a lot of people just laughed with me. I don't think it was... I thought you did well. I was a bit nervous. I thought it was a bit refreshing. Yeah. I mean, I say the same thing every single week. So well, it's cold and aren't going to change anything. We may as well be the ones too. <laughs> Bolt, big show tonight. Plenty on the agenda. We'll go through the players. Well, the match on the weekend against the Bombers. We'll dissect it. We'll go through the players. But I think we're going to take a bit of a deeper dive into our football system tonight. I've got some things that I've penned down to go through on the agenda. So we're going to get straight into it because there is plenty to get through. But uh, we will definitely be... I think speaking in depth about our VFL program and how we're utilizing that, uh, you put out a tweet during the week about, you know, some positional changes for some players, some senior listed players who went back into the VFL team after playing AFL. They were moved into a different position and then brought straight back into the AFL team just to be moved back into their original position. So, and then obviously just some players who are in and out of the 22 who play different positions in the VFL to what they do in the AFL team. So we're going to take a deep dive into that, so stay tuned. Also, I think uh, we haven't done it in a few weeks, but I think we can safely now put LFC to bed. Yep. Um, (laughs) Our favorite segment on this show is unfortunately past its... It's expired. No, I've actually taken um, long service leave from LFC (laughs) as director. Eight months of long service leave. LFC, uh, you know, know, I actually, I went to the King's birthday game on Monday. Yeah. And someone asked me, what's the better result for Carlton? And I just looked at him like... Come on, mate. Are you serious? <laughs> but I, um, yeah. Well, you've got to admire LFC that people gone. still believe. <laughs> oh, no. We're is not... that believing, though, or is that just like... Well, even if you believe we can make the eight, a game between Melbourne and Collingwood still completely irrelevant to us anyway. <laughs> so, I am, um, no, LFC has been canned until further notice. Yeah. Um, it was good while it lasted. And by, well, it was a great ride last year. I actually it was actually some of my favourite times on social media when there was a really close game between two contenders, and my yeah, you just get my flooded. flooded with is this good? Is uh, it peaked last year during the Frio Richmond draw on the Friday night, the draw, and no one knew what to think. That was when it peaked. Um, Collingwood Adelaide earlier this year when the Blues were four one and two, and Collingwood came back to win by a point, and I said it's fine because it's good. 
But no, we obviously haven't won a game since that match. So <laughs> no, LFC's in the bin. We actually might get a new segment running. Yeah. It's called the Harley Reid Meter. Okay. We're going to be tracking Carlson's draft points for the rest of the year. I like it because we... And we'll speak about this tonight, but I, I mentioned it to you. I don't know. We didn't say it on the show. I think it was just in conversation during the week. We should throw a hat in the ring for our, our hat in the ring. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. We should throw a hat in, in the ring for Harley Reid. I mean, we've got a first round pick this year, which is now going to probably be top five, maybe yep. top eight. Definitely top eight. And then we're going to have- be top five. And then we'll have a future first round pick as well. Yep. And then whatever we get for DeConning if he goes is also- When he goes, yeah. He's also going to be first another pick. first round pick. So we've got actually a lot to work with. So I think absolutely, you know, we hear of Melbourne throwing their hat in the ring for Harley Reid. I think we're absolutely in that conversation. Yeah. And and obviously the Giants will have a pretty strong hand. Yeah, the Giants have uh, Jason McCartney said he's they'll be they'll be going for him. But um, yeah, no, it's as in, would you rather finals or Harley Reid? As in, <laughs> um, no, obviously no. It's it's actually quite disturbing that we're speaking about the draft in June. Well, let's get through. So we sit here. We had to t- we had to take a day or two before we recorded this. And we started this show back in 2020 and we said that we would always record straight away as the match finished. Yeah. Now, we've we've had to move away from that this year. I mean, we did it up until basically this year. We've we've had to move. It's, it's too raw when a match like Sunday night occurs. You've got to have a day or two to absorb it before you can come and record. So here yeah. we are sitting on Tuesday evening, uh, we got done by the Bombers, 52 to 86. It was relatively close at the half. Uh, you know, 28 played, 30, we were two points down. Should have been up. Felt okay at halftime. And then, well, the first 10 minutes of the third quarter was an absolute abomination. And we got run over very, very quickly, basically all over the ground. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts before we dissect some of the players. Whoa. Your thoughts on the match, because it was a bit different. I actually liked the first half, and it's strange that I'm now at a point where I can really... I actually liked the... It's strange that I can like a first half, given we kicked three goals and we're trailing. And I was quite... I actually thought we were going to win Three goals, ten, and you liked it. And we're down. (laughs) Three goals, ten, trailing, with like no tackles, but you liked it. Yeah. (laughs) I actually found... This is going to sound ridiculous. I actually found the first half a little bit refreshing. Just because it was something not what we've seen for the last 30 games. Yeah. And I actually thought we were going to win at halftime. I was actually quite confident. I thought we were playing all right. As in, we were. We were on top of the game. Just couldn't score. We should have been... Really, we we probably should have been three goals up at halftime. There were some absolute doozies. Yeah. I know The skill errors are as low standard as we've seen in the game really for a long time but the first half at least we were kind of look they changed it up in the regard it's it's not very sustainable football but for the sake of that first half the high forwards played an extraordinarily high line so that we know our foot skills aren't good enough really to cut through defenses to hit up you know leading targets going inside 50 so they just literally cleared the entire area and that's why we're taking those long shots from 60 70 out which i didn't mind they weren't going in just out of inaccuracy but the only way we knew we would be able to actually look half dangerous going forward is just space like almost nobody there and mm. you know if you're going to have take the if you're going to take the long shot if you're going to kick it to space and let speed get you out the back 
that's how they thought. So we actually looked a bit more dangerous. We were, you know, crossing channels a bit. You know, we probably used the middle. I think our percentage of exiting D50 through the middle third of the ground was at its highest in the first half on the week and then it has been the last six weeks. And I don't know. And, and we'll, we're actually moving the ball with a bit of conviction, you know, cross ground. I actually thought Blake Akers was a big part of that. You know, just maintaining his line on the wing for a while. But, yeah, it obviously all fell apart when Essendon turned up the head in the midfield. And it's a sorry sight for us because it was a second-tier Essendon midfield that bullied us, really. They moved Merritt to the half-forward line after half-time. So they had mm. guys like Perkins and Hobbs yep. and Stringer in there. And, yeah, they just completely... And Caldwell, and they just completely took control of the game. As in, And, and I think the one goal that really upset me that we conceded the one where it was just six handballs bang 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 and I think Menzi kicked the goal the snap oh god that was just like, ridiculous that wasn't a merit nah Menzi I thought um, it was merit straight he, after the half no no not that one there was one it was literally the hit out handball 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 they just kept going through us mm. but yeah it's in let's be honest Carlton are a complete and utter fucking embarrassment right now they are it's an embarrassment <laughs> Yeah, no point in mincing up words. They it's, are. Yeah, I know. They, 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 they're a joke. As in, the, the, the inability, just the skills are one thing. The inability to actually just provide a little bit of resistance. It's just such basic fundamentals of the game. We get out positioned so quickly. Structures fall, ahead, fall down forward of the ball. It's like I'm exhausted watching it because I'm... Because it's like they've run out of ideas. The cohesion is just non-existent. It's just, it's really painful. And you know what? It's, and we say it every week, you know, we know the what the outcome of most games are going to be. We know it's going to be low scoring. We know we're always going to kind of be in and on the scoreboard, but not quite there. But we know we're not going to score enough at the moment. As in, we've kicked six goals in our last three games. It's boring. It's just boring. It's bland. And you almost feel not even numb after the game. You just feel like, yep, that happened again. It's not even like... Well, you look at our our scores. I mean, the last sort of month and even more, 6-16-52 against the Dons this week. 6-8-44 against Melbourne. Against Sydney, it was 6-15-51. Against Collingwood, it was 7-15-57. So we've kicked six goals three weeks running. Then we kicked seven. Against the Bulldogs, it was 8-11-59. So we still haven't scored more than 60 points. And then, obviously, we had the Brisbane game where we scored 74 points but lost anyway. So the last five weeks in particular, the whole everything's just taken a drastic turn for the worse. Our inability to score is extremely concerning. And we just aren't able to move the ball the way that we've been able to in the past. So there's plenty right now which is going wrong. Um, And I just think, you know, uh, going back to what you said, it is just embarrassing, I guess, the way that we're playing at the moment. But It's completely embarrassing. um, We'll we'll get to a more holistic view of the club after this. We've got to quickly, I mean, even though we probably don't want to, we do have to analyse this game against Essendon. Um, We're not going to go through every single player because... Why? Well, I think I like going no, through the shit I, I th- ones. I think we should. I think we should speak as a whole in ter- about like the positions. Like, Who don't you want me to talk about? Everyone minus like two players. <laughs> Let, let's start with the back line because I think. Uh, yeah. All right, let's start with it, Lewis Young. Let's start. Absolutely with- awful, awful. And this started in the box. 
I think, I, and I said to you the other day when I saw you, I think the decision to play Young on right was just ridiculous. This was their best and fairest winner from last year. I thought going into the game, I, I thought uh, I, that's what I would have done. Yeah, Hands so, on heart. Pa- Peter, made, Peter, and, Peter Wright's 200 centimetres. I know, and it's good rationale. You made Lewis it, Young's 200 centimetres. You reasoned it well. And I actually think Wiedemann's been kicking goals recently. Peter Wright hasn't played all year. I thought maybe he was coming in a bit underdone. I thought it made sense. No, and, you, and I thought you reasoned that very well. And I agree with that. It should have but been would you not have after moved it after 10 minutes? <laughs> Lewis Young... Mate, it, it was one minute. It was like their first entry. It was like, oh, okay, shit, move this around. Lewis Young was drowning. And just remember, Lewis Young was omitted from this side a fortnight ago. So it's not like he's been going too well himself. Omitted, played forward in the resies. Yep. <laughs> we'll speak about that. We'll speak about that. Yep. So we'll start with Lewis Young. As in Peter Reichick, five. And they just didn't move. They didn't... Do anything. He was... There was some... Re- and and Peter Wright kicked five, and that's not even including the holding the ball, which Stringer kicked on him. And that's not even the one where in, in the first quarter, Peter Wright went to... He basically marked it, and Young slapped it out of his hands at the last minute, and they called play on rather mm. than paying the mark. He was just so lost, Young. He was... Oh, my God. Young, get him off the list. Wiedering's actually had a pretty good three weeks. Get him off the list. He just signed a oh, three-year no, 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 extension. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, get him off the me talking about him list. Oh, sorry, no, sorry, no, no. sorry. Yeah, yeah, Not the AFL team list. Sorry. God. Um, Wiedering's actually had a good three weeks. He was struggling. He was clearly our best defender by an absolute mile, I yeah. thought. Well, Wiedemann... Maybe him or Boyd, but anyway. We'll Wiedemann did absolutely nothing, I thought. No, I thought Wiedering was... Wiedering's had a good three weeks. He, he has. You know, coaches votes against Sydney and um, Melbourne. Yep. Um, and he was good on the weekend. So, Wiedering's finding form again, which is very pleasing. Um, Kemp. I, I don't... I don't... I, I, I don't I, buy the Kemp hype. I don't know why. There's just something... I feel like he's getting a bit... I feel like... And I don't want to sound too cynical here, because it might be a bit unfair. I feel like he gets a bit of a free ride from the match committee. In terms of, I don't really know what he's doing or playing on. Like, he's not... Cause, I don't think he gets a free ride because he was dropped, mate, after... No, 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 he, no, no. But in terms of his game day role in the AFL... Oh, he, yeah. He, well, he's, he's he's the floating interceptor. Yeah. Who they Would you not rather Mitch McGovern do that? Uh, yes, but I think that they have simply gone... McGovern is a better defender than Kemp is. McGovern's... Is he? A superior defender than Kemp. Yeah, McGovern's I, I, a better defender than, than he is an no, interceptor of Kemp. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought Kemp was fantastic against Melbourne. Probably yeah. close to our best on ground. But last, uh, on Sunday night, I don't think he was bad. I just no, don't I think he, he, didn't do, he didn't do much. I agree. I'm not, I'm not really buying stocks in Brody Kemp yet. Fair. I, I like him. I like the look of him. Just simply based off two games yeah, being West Coast and Melbourne. But... Outside of that, oh, he hasn't let's, done let's a whole cancel. I, I think these this West Coast game. Well, yeah, yeah. Because no, I'm now looking enough. at other results, and 108 wasn't enough. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> oh, anyway, um, let's speak about Jordan Boyd. Don't know if you saw his highlights, but like I said to you, we we saw each other after the game, and yeah, we were in foul moods, and I said, I think all I said was. Everyone was awful. Chera was good. Boyd was good. 
I, I then saw um, what's that great account on Twitter? Got to give them a quick shout yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Carlton compiles all the highlights. Yeah, he's, yeah, he he's or good. she is a ripper. Does it every week. Carlton Blues fans on Twitter. It's um, genuine God's work. Oh, it's unbelievable. Compiled like every Jordan Boyd involvement in the game, and he was fantastic. Like, I don't say that lightly. I actually think he's he's a good player. I like the way he goes about it. I think his vision is fantastic, and maybe it's because of how badly we use the ball, or how poorly everyone uses the ball. But his kicking right now is standing out to me. Yeah, it, no, I'm not. Dis- yeah, I don't disagree. So yeah, I'm a fan of Boyd, and I thought he played well on um on Sunday night. Chincotta. I thought he played all right as well, to be honest. Yeah, he was... I don't think he was amazing. I don't think he was a, he was even great, but he was certainly not one of our worst. No, no. I thought he was... He was, was alright. Yeah, he, he existed. Um, Saad? I actually thought Saad had a very good first half. I actually thought Saad was tracking very well. Mm. Um, once again... Adam Saad is the complete opposite of what Carlton are at the moment. You know, he's he's such a daring, dashing, you know, dangerous player playing for a team that is literally vanilla. I think it's almost making him look worse. 100% it is. He's almost being the one scapegoat. I actually thought he played okay. Um, and they kept booing him. And it was actually the first time he's we're lost. dealing with, mate. No, no, I know. No, we're dealing with not the most intelligent people. But he... um. It's actually the first time he's lost to the Essendon Football Club in Navy Blue. Fair. We'd actually been in them three years in a row before mm. the other night. But no, we love Sardi. Um, we love Doc- Sardi. And I thought he was going all right. Doherty. I didn't notice him, to be honest. I mean, saw him, I think, twice. Didn't see much of him. I swear to the holy people above us that if Sam Doherty isn't put to the halfback flank again. I'm going to lose my marbles. I'm, I'm actually finding it... I'm actually finding it a bit ridiculous. I don't think Sam Doherty serves his maximum use playing through the middle and doing that stupid rotation on the half-forward line. And, you know, it pushes like a Walsh out to a wing for a lot of periods. We've seen it push Matt Kennedy to a back pocket. We saw Charlie's brother in the midfield... That's how we refer to him on this show now. <laughs> Charlie's brother. And but Doherty as in Doherty's always gonna be fine. Like he's never I, I I've I've never got real issues with Doherty. But I just think he's more likely to have eh games rather than yep, control behind the ball. And I've we, always we, thought, we just need him. Yeah, I, I just, you know, set us up a bit. I think it's such good cover. I I really think, you know, I know Michael says he doesn't listen to the white noise and the external noise because Michael knows best and we all make mistakes. But God, if he is listening, which I hope he actually isn't. Hi, Michael. Um, put <laughs> He's not Doherty, put our former All-Australian best and fairest winning halfback flanker on the halfback flank. I'm no mathematician, but it works. Yeah, it's it's absolute madness. It's, it's, it's absolute. It's Luke Beveridge-esque. It is. Um, all right, let's zip through. Chera was great. I don't think there's really anything. Chera's fabulous. Chera's leading the B. He's a runaway right now in the B. Might whip out my old Juddy number five jumper on the weekend. You're a big uh, advocate for when you reach a certain age that you shouldn't wear a football guernsey. <laughs> I haven't worn football. one since I was like 16, to be fair. 
No, but you weren't early on Chera. I think in our preseason, in our season preview, you said he'd be the one to break out. You were hot on him. Tell you what, he's absolutely broken out. It's just a shame it's not in a good team because if it was, I think it would be getting recognition league-wide. Yeah, he I, should I, be. I think if Carlton were a top eight team and he was playing this level of footy, he'd be. people would be saying all Australian. People yep. would be saying, you know, top 15 of the Brownlow. Like, yeah, I, I don't see why he can't do all those right now. I don't have him in my all-Australian team, but he'd be in my squad. He'd be yeah, in the he's 40. in the squad. He's sure. having a superb season. I... I Adam Chera is a great two-way midfielder. He's he's going very well. He'd be winning our best and fairest by, I, I reckon, a mile at the moment. Yeah. The only thing stopping his BNF claims right now is he's missing games, really. But um, Chera's going superbly. I'm very, very happy with him. Yeah. Uh, it's great to see the number five back to its rightful best for the first time since 2015. It is. It is. Um, you've been holding that one in for a while, haven't you? For years. <laughs> Um, let's speak about Crips. Yeah, well, it was a dirty night. For, it was a really dirty night for our. I don't want to dwell. I, I don't want to dwell on this because I've seen some absolutely embarrassing tweets, like people saying, "Oh, he's not a good leader." Yeah, well, do, that's. Uh, do people have short term memory yeah, loss? Like this guy was the Brownlow they, medalist. They, they write their own narratives. You don't. He was. To he, them. Oh, of course, he absolutely bleeds navy blue. This guy. Of course he does. Of course he does. Wouldn't want anyone imagine, else to be our captain. Imagine hopping on Twitter. Or social media, or even just saying like, "Yeah, Crips isn't a good lead." Imagine saying that. Yeah, well, I don't know Imagine how. Those, how I don't know how those people get. Be. I don't know how those people get five G in their mother's basement. But um, <laughs> it's you know, Crips had a really poor night, and yeah, he is in a form slump. You know, he didn't have an effective kick on don't Sunday. Don't raid how Voss said that in his press conference. Well, Voss is in a form slump of his own. But uh, no, I'm, I'm being serious here. I reckon that's piss poor. You don't hang your, you didn't hang him out to dry, but you don't but, say that in a no, press conference. I, I didn't that, have an issue with that because like he is because that's the no 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 no. I would I would not have an issue with it if he was happy to say it about other players, but he's protecting everyone. But then when it comes to Crips, he's happy to say that he's in a that he's having a form slump, but he's protecting everyone else. Hasn't really said anything poor about even when they were criticizing H. You know, it was and I love this. It was full support for every as as a coach should, but then why make that comment about Crips? He's not a coach. He just does the press conference after the game. <laughs> um, yeah, look, that was, he, he that did, was he did have a bad night, and he is completely that out was, of form. That was Cripps's worst performance he didn't for have the club effective... since his debut year. Well, no, yeah. was oh, yeah. you, you couldn't tell he me he didn't a worse have match. an effective kick on the night. Yeah, um, he'll be right. Yeah, no, um, I don't have any long term. No, no, no. We don't, we... It would be nice if he clicked into gear. Patrick Cripps is literally the wallpaper on my iPhone. I don't have an issue with Patrick Cripps. <laughs> he just had a really bad night and he's in a form slump. Speaking of form slumps, Walsh. Yeah, it's, yeah. He's not and, having a good year. No, he's not. He's not. He's not at his damaging best. He's a little bit irresponsible with the ball at the moment. As in, he had 35, but, you know, it made was- his gain was 355 and... Only hard, and he still had 15 kicks. So there's just not much doing with the ball in hand at the moment. I'm going to say a really harsh comment. I thought it was an empty 35. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It was just empty. I like that. There was nothing there. Um, I like that. Uh, ugh, we'll leave. Matt Kennedy? <laughs> yeah, Kennedy. I thought he played quite I okay. I thought he was okay. You know my thoughts on Kennedy. I'm a massive fan of him. Um, if you were to take him out for dinner, where would you take him? Mate... Not that type of fan of him. I'm a very big fan of no, the way no, he plays no, his football. No, no, no. I just for a beer. 
Oh, he looks like a genuine. Mate. I reckon you and Matt Kennedy could easily chow through a really nice steak together. <laughs> he he looks like he'd clean up mate, a steak. Mate, you, you and I, I think you'd take Adam Sides Squires. You'd Me, want, yeah. Adam, Adam Sides your favourite player. Mine, yeah. Adam Sard is my favourite player on the premise of how he became a Carlson player. (laughs) No, that's true. But no, no, Matt Kennedy, you know my thoughts on him. You know I'm a big fan. Um, For the first time since round two, he played in the midfield for a full match. He didn't get swung to the back line at all. And what do you know? He plays well. Michael? Michael. Um, Acres on the wing. Well, I actually thought he went okay. Yeah, he's copped a lot of flack. Which is fair enough. Because he's, his kicking has just been completely exposed the last month or so. But I actually thought he went okay. I actually thought he was a big part of the reason why we looked a bit different. I think Acres can get away with his poor kicks in a good team. Like, if you look at our first... Yeah, I, uh, yeah, our first... Uh, up until the Brisbane game, I think. I don't disagree. Everyone would say he was amazing. Yeah. And I, now, like, because no, we're bad, call. it's just you notice the blunders more. Um, and I don't think he's playing any... I don't think his kicking's got worse since he came to us from Frio. I just think he was in a really good Frio team, and he's got away with it, with his kicking, which is not a bad thing. I just think that's the truth. And, you know, he's the type of player that just unfortunately does get exposed in, in Well, it's a little teams. bit like Saad as well, as in the game style's completely... Well, yeah. Not for him. That's a great compact. Like, Akers is going to get completely found out in this game style, not not because of his own fault, but because of the players around him. Yep. Um, Cottrell on the other wing. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's the first time that we've had an issue with him in, like, two years. Well, he hasn't been great. No, no, no. He hasn't hasn't been great. He hasn't been great. Let's let's say that. He hasn't been great. You actually don't... He hasn't done much. No, he's had a quiet couple of weeks now. Came into the team red hot. We thought he was good in his first couple of games. Who was his first game against? Was, was it Brisbane? The, Brisbane or the Bulldogs? One yeah, of it was one of them. That game that Eddie had. He was all right that night. He was probably top five for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he played all right. I then think he, he played all right in both of those games. I think he no, I think he only played the Bulldogs game. He went well. Mm. Wasn't great against Collingwood. And then he had a really good couple of quarters up in Sydney. Mm. And then he's had a quiet fortnight. But yeah, we need... Well, given they dropped... Um, O'Brien, you know, he assumed a lot of wing time as well. Again, he probably need we need more output from Cottrell. Let's speed through because we are running out of time. We've still got heaps to get through. Um, well, Char- well, Charlie's brother. I was going to say you, you can take well. This one. Charlie's brother was back in the team, which we're all so excited about. So let, let me let me provide the background, then you can do the analysis. Go on. Dropped. He was dropped. Yep. He played VFL. Yeah. He had sixteen disposals and I think it was one tackle. Yep. No, no, no. Sorry. I actually reckon he had no... T- anyway, he had 16 touches in the reserves. I watched that game. He had no impact. There was no impact on the game. And I don't mean that in a rude way. He just had no impact. You wouldn't have known if he played or... The, the, the result did not change whether he played or not. Sorry, it was a, it was 16 disposals and a single mark in the VFL. From Charlie's brother. Yeah. Yeah. And they brought him in off yeah. that. Well, so, so my question is, and then I'll let you do your analysis. Why did they drop him? 
Because it's, it wasn't like he, they dropped him and he earned his call up straight away. It's almost as if no matter he how was, he played, he was just going to be brought straight well, back he, in. Yeah, he was very poor against Sydney, which has just been story of Charlie's brother's season. But um, no, they... Well, I, I think they brought him in off the back of they saw how crazy Merritt was the week before. So I think they went in with the ambition for him to come and shut down on Merritt. And... Charlie's brother got completely lost when Brad Scott swung the magnets and moved Merritt forward and then he was stuck on Stringer in the midfield and Charlie's brother just not up to it. Not up to it in let's, the slightest. Let's, let's leave it there. Um, mind-boggling that he played. Anyway. Um, Tommy in the ruck? Well, a bit annoying that Pinnanet went out late. Not sure why they even bothered with that. You know, he's still had the glove on at training. It's just, they, they said two weeks originally. Well, well, I think that tells you what they think of De Conning. They were going to play him so early. They were going to mm. play Pitonet so raw. Oh, I wonder why. Um, De Conning was absolutely awful. Um, Gave away five free kicks in the ruck. Are you serious? He rucked for most of the night on that fucking Phillips. DeConning is... Oh, he took two marks for the well, match. Well, well, he had 12 I, disposals, seven of which were clangers. Yeah, he's a joke. He was... He was appalling. Appalling. Um, God, he... Let, let's, let's zip through. Yeah. Owies, didn't do a whole heap. No. Motlop, didn't do a whole heap. Was pretty awful. And you know I'm a bit... We, we are big fans of Motlop, but it's he, this season's been horrid. It's on thin ice. This season's I'm been over horrid. it. He has to have a spell. Um, Jack Martin, yep. first game in a while. It looked a bit dangerous for 15 minutes. Well, yeah. In was, the second quarter? Yeah, it was 15 minutes. Well, that's, then, what, he, that's what the invisible man usually does. Um, I think it was they were always going to sub him out at three-quarter time. Which I find a bit bewildering. Because well, I actually thought it was the wrong type of play to sub out. Well, they did it with... No, I think it was because he obviously is on limited minutes, but that's something you do but in the VFL, yeah, yeah, not, not in the AFL. You the AFL on limited minutes. Are you serious? See, so, yeah, I don't know if that was... Premeditated or... Premeditated or tactical. Well, anyway, I like to think... Well, they said tactical, but... Um, H. Um, H. I actually thought H was all right. He, yeah, he was uh, all right. H, H and Charlie right now are a byproduct of this team. 100%. They are just doing what they can with limited opportunities. 100%. So I, I don't really want to talk much about them because I, I, I feel I feel desperately bad for them because unfortunately they are basically just picking up scraps. Yep. Um, sauce. Is that a real... He's in a real pickle, Silvani. Well, I think he's in a pickle because of what's happened to him and what the club yep. have done to him. They, uh, they have absolutely... Uh, he, here's a guy who was a very, very dangerous third tall forward. Yeah, very good link-up high half forward. He's a good... An outstanding entry kick inside 50. He was just a straight-up good player. And what have they done? They have absolutely destroyed that. And unfortunately, right now... He has turned into a player who is low on confidence, who has played one week in the ruck, one week in the back line in the twos. He wasn't even meant to be named this week. And then, he was dropped originally. And then brought back into the team to play that ridiculous second ruck role to then be dropped back to the twos, named in the back line in the twos. And then... Is that right? Yeah, he was named in the half back in the twos. <laughs> and then he played in the forward line again in the in the seniors and as a second ruck. So, so you tell me... <laughs> Like, like, it doesn't take Einstein to work out that 
this guy's going to struggle. He's been thrown I around. Don't, I don't think he'll be there next year. I, 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 and you know what? I think he'll walk. And you know what? I actually think he should walk. Yeah, I agree. Uh, why would he stay? I, I why agree. would he stay to be treated like a? They are tr- they are treating him like a moron. I agree, and I actually really like him. We love him. I'd love him to stay. Anyone with half a brain can see he's a good player. He's very clever. I I really like him. Yeah, you're but right. Yeah. That's that's the word. He's a clever footballer. But how can? Yeah, I agree. How can you well, well, dispute well, him wanting to quite go? Quite frankly, you know, there's two sides of it. You'd, if you're his manager, you're saying, look, you, you know, you're a Silvani, you bleed navy blue. Mate, there's videos of him three years old singing the Carlton no, song. No, I know. It'd be such a shame. And But then on the other hand, you're going, mate, that's destroying your career. 100%. It's like, what do you do? I, I think he will... I, I think... I, I mean, if I had to make a call on what he'll do at the end of the year, I'd say if there's no coaching change, he'll leave. But if there's a coaching change, he'll stay. It's interesting. And he's so bad in the ruck, yet he's still our best ruckman on the night. Yeah, it's it's laughable, really, the way that they've treated him. It's it's not the way it's not a way to treat anyone, but it's not a way to treat, you know, a Silvani. Let's be honest. No one should receive tr- special treatment, but and I'm not saying he should receive special treatment, no. but just don't treat anyone like that, let alone a Silvani. Yeah, and Charlie Kerner, I thought played really well, a bit inaccurate. Well, in yeah, we spoke goal. about Charlie and H, yeah, the yeah, same yeah. thing. Um, and then there was the sub who, oh my friend. I've seen my friend two weeks in a row now. Well, he played. I mean, you know, I agree. It was they. It was. It, it just is. Stupid. It is disgusting. Like, mate, come on. Long. The game was done. We were getting absolutely <laughs> buried, and they waited, 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 waited. Three quarter time, made the sub. He comes on. He has more tackles than half of our team combined, and touches it seven times in a quarter. Like, what do you want from him? I, I, I was in complete agreement with you that there was no point, and we wouldn't see him. But now I've flipped. I've completely flipped. Why? Off the back of what? Off the back of, if we don't see him this year properly, we'll never know. And he will. if we get rid of him at the end of the year, he will go somewhere else. Absolutely. He yeah. will find another team. I agree. And would I be entirely surprised if he performed for that team? No. I actually wouldn't. I'd be staggered if he played more than 12 games at anyone but West Coast. <laughs> see, I disagree. I, 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 no, I wouldn't be staggered. I wouldn't be staggered. I, I think if he doesn't play next week, even not next week, just give him a crack. Let him play. You either confirm what we know or you get surprised. Just play him. What's well, the point of playing him for a if quarter? If he back this week, who would you like Dow to come in for? Well, yeah, he's not going to now. He he should never... Kerno should never have taken... Like, that is... It was the week Sorry, that they could have given... Excuse my French. Charlie's brother. Sorry, yes. Charlie's brother should never have played this week. Like, Dow should have get, been given that opportunity. Thompson's brother. Imagine if... <laughs> There's people on the pod who just who listen to this. You just wouldn't know who that is. Paddy Dow's a brother who plays for Richmond. His name is Thompson. So, for those who aren't nuffies like Bolt here. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Like, give the kid a crack, I say. And either, as I keep saying every week on this show... It either confirms what we know, what we think we know, or we get surprised. Oh, I know what I know. I think either way, it's a good result. It's, yeah. a, it's either, well, that's why he wasn't playing and see you later, or it's, that was actually all right. Let's see it again. Well, if we lose in a couple of weeks to Hawthorne, we could have been in line for our <clears throat> next number three draft pick, our first one since Thompson's brother. Um, that is the... Uh, the 23. That's the 23 analyzed. We're not doing any votes this week. It would be too... Oh, you can do some votes. People oh. will probably be interested to... to it is... I'm, I'm interested because I don't have three. 
Oh, Chera gets the three. No, no, I don't have three players. Oh, yeah. Well, no. Well, for me, it's Chera three, Boyd two, and I don't, I quite frankly don't have anyone to take the one vote. Trying to think of someone. Chera. Kennedy Sard, move on. Chera Kennedy Sard, okay. I don't know. It's Um, so bland. Yeah, it's garbage. There's no point. It is garbage. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's, um,. Let's speak in depth about the VFL program, Bolt. So I want to lay some foundations here and then we'll get a discussion going. We acquired the Northern Bullants or Northern Blues, whatever they were called a few years ago. It was a landmark for the club. You know, this was something that we had to do so that we had full control over our VFL team and we were able to play the same system. We were able to play plays in positions that we wanted to. It was just, you know, every AFL club I think now has their own reserves team. Is that right? Do anyone still operate? Um, like the Casey Demons. Is that... Do Melbourne own that club? Yeah, or is that... I think they do. St Kilda's still with Z- Sandy Zebs. Okay. So there's a couple that still... It's, but most most yeah. AFL teams have their own VFL team. They have the yeah. same system in the VFL team. And it's, they have ownership over it. Right now, I think it's completely being ignored... But what we're seeing with Carlton's VFL team is quite frankly distressing, in my opinion, because you've got players who are playing in one position in the AFL team, they are going down to the twos and they are playing in a different position, and then they're being brought back into the AFL team to just revert back to that original position which they got dropped for playing in. So you tell me, and we're going to use a couple of examples here. The first example, which we don't even need to go into because of how ridiculous it is, which round was it that Young and Silvani got dropped? They missed like three. round 11. So Jack Silvani and Lewis Young get dropped after round 10. They play round 11 in the VFL. Lewis Young, who's played defense for the first 10 weeks, goes and plays forward in the VFL. And Jack Silvani, who's played forward for the first 10 weeks in the AFL, goes and plays defense in the VFL. And safe to say they both never played in those positions in their times at Carlton anyway. Correct. So this is a first time ever type of thing. The following week, round 12, they are both recalled back to the AFL team. Jack Silvani is reverted back to his position in the forward line, and Lewis Young is reverted back to his position in the back line. Now, yes, there were some injuries and some forced changes, which played, which forced us to bring them back in. But even if they were coming back in, they However, could have just taken each other's spot on the night like they did the week before. How has that not been spoken about more? Well, why hasn't anyone asked our... Our leader. Our guy that does the press conferences in a club polo. I don't get it. It's bizarre. And then... Well, so, so that's one example, which which yeah. is, is... There's no words for it, really. Yeah. I mean, anyone can tell that that's just wrong. That's, yeah, that's it's just crazy. That's just completely mind-boggling. Then I want to speak about someone like Zach Fisher. So Zach Fisher, he plays the last few years as a forward who rotates through the midfield occasionally. Yeah. He gets dropped to the VFL in round four or something, five. After whatever. round seven. Oh, sorry, really? Was yeah. it seven? Okay. So he played the first seven games, got dropped. He has a winning record this year. <laughs> he plays, is it five or six in a row in the VFL? Five. Four. Comes back from Melbourne, dropped again. Sorry. So he played four... It felt like more than that. Anyway. It's been a long six weeks. He plays four games in a row. 
in the VFL, all yeah. in the midfield. Yeah. Pure mid. Yeah. Brought back into the AFL team to then revert back to his position of playing as a forward who runs through the midfield occasionally. See, that I'm a little bit more accepting of on the basis that like Kennedy, the the um the Silvani young one is complete like structural flipping. This is like usually get your top AFL players doing that. But I agree. It should be more of a balance. How, how do they expect Zach Fisher to improve his forward craft if, they, he's, not, well, if yeah. he's not playing that oh, no, role I in agree. the AFL? They, they can't. That, and that, Jack that Martin's is, another example. That is the definition. Well, it's, not, it's just saying, mate, you're not playing well. You're not Your forward craft's not quite there. Go back to the twos to work on your midfield craft and then come back into the into the team and play forward. It, it makes... To me, and, and, you know, as you said, and I, I can appreciate that as well. Someone like Fisher is going to play as a midfielder in the VFL. I can appreciate that, but it's just wrong. You know, like, I don't... Then then bring him in as a midfielder. Then scrap the forward. Scrap that role for him. I, I, I personally don't quite understand that. Not that I don't understand it. I do understand it. I don't agree with it. Yeah. Um... Somewhat. Jack Martin was another one played in the midfield at VFL level. It's the, it's the exact same thing, except it's worse because Martin doesn't play any midfield in AFL at AFL level. No, he probably wouldn't play midfield at West Coast. No, and he's gone back to the twos and plays midfield twice. So that that's another one which is is absolutely bizarre. Lockie Fogarty plays a pure mid in the VFL every week, and then come and he hasn't played AFL, but we know where he'd be playing if yeah, he played in Motlop's little corner. Yeah, so. You've got guys who are playing completely different roles. Does five-week honey play in the midfield? No. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> but Do you think we'll see five-week honey again? I think we will. I think he'll get another crack when there's a couple injuries. When, when our season's over and there's a couple soft tissues and a couple players going to the slopes early, you'll see honey. But do you, do you, do you agree with this sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. It's, conversation? Yeah, 100%. It. It's um, it's, it's symbolic it's, of the mess that we are everywhere at the moment. It's illogical. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. How can you expect someone to improve in well, a different position? Well, it just shows they're filling numbers rather than filling positions. Well, it's not the next man up mentality anymore. That's oh, just gone out no, the window. No, completely. Um, are there any more? Well, Fisher, <laughs> even funnier, Fisher then this week plays in the back line in the VFL. So he yeah, played he off a halfback. a little squirt there against Melbourne, but I... Don't want to see Zach Fisher playing Did on a he? halfback flank a little bit. Not Didn't a lot. see that. A Don't remember that. Bit. It's fair. As in the games are bland. They're boring. They all roll into one. It's like a chore. But yeah, he played off the halfback in the VFL this week. Speaking of the VFL, just very quickly reading out some stats. Oh, well, we got up, all... didn't we? Up to date. Yeah, we did get up. We beat Essendon by 31 points. Ah, sucked in. <laughs> We're actually in the eight. On the VFL Ooh, ladder. Yeah, that's exciting. LFC, VFL. Um, and Essendon are fourth bottom. <laughs> oh. Um, so it wasn't that impressive a win. But anyway. Well, Carlton's still win. living as if they're in the VFL anyway. So um, We'll speak about that as well in a second. Um, so just going through this team, Dom McQuay had six disposals. Uh, Lemmy kicked a goal from 50 out, which was an elite goal. He had 12 um, Hudson O'Keefe probably his best game actually in the VFL he had 9 disposals 16 hit outs he's, he's a very much a project player he'll be years in the making if we ever see him Honey uh, had 12 disposals kicked a goal 3 behinds he could have had a bag just didn't convert 
Fisher, 26 off the halfback flank. Plowman had 21. O'Brien had 23. Cowan had 24. I think one thing I'm happy to say is Cowan is an AFL-quality player. I think from what I've seen of him at VFL level, he's a clear class above, I think. he's He's got his hands on the ball a lot more than he was at AFL level. Um, Fogarty, 27. Yeah, we'll see how he goes in the AFL level, though. Cowan? Yeah. No, of course. Well, he wasn't he wasn't amazing when he played. He was okay. But I'm saying I think he's definitely not... I think he's definitely better than a VFL player. But I think Paddy Dow is too. <clears throat> yeah, that's fair. I agree. I mean, Cowan's in his first year. Dow's no, in know. his sixth. I know. Um, and then the big one, I guess, which I don't know whether to get excited about because who knows if he'll even play next week. But David Cunningham had 27 disposals, two goals. He had seven tackles, four marks, and seven inside 50s. He was the best on by the length of the Flemington. And Riley Beveridge today at AFL.com.au is reporting that he thinks Cunningham might come straight into the AFL team for the Gold Coast game. So, um, yeah, that's the VFL done. It's not. It's actually not the worst call given we have the bye the week after, so we can have a rest. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's get him in before he gets injured again. <laughs> well, he hasn't played in over two years. Um, oh, he's never played under Michael. Lucky him. He's never played under Michael. Um, That is the VFL team analysed. Let's speak about Sunday night and the fact that for some bewildering reason, we invited Essendon to also bring their their 16 cups. What's that? The great man. It was our home game. It was our home game. It is absolutely bizarre. Paul Walsh, the great man, said, can someone please explain why at our home game, we shared the limelight, as pathetic as it was, with our sworn enemy. Who wants to see the bloody 93 Cup on display at our home game? We've officially lost the plot. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think, I mean, could, yeah. you, could you imagine? They if- were also celebrating, they, they also held like their 30-year premiership reunion that night, Essendon. It's bizarre. Which was one against us. Like, mate. We weren't alive to see it, but imagine if, like, Essendon beat us in a grand final this year and then in 30 years' time, we were at a game of footy and that cup was on display, we'd lose it. Yeah, I know. For, for, the, for the supporters who were alive and were there in 93, they would have been spewing on Sunday night. It's just weird. Well, it's bizarre. It's, yeah, it is just weird. <laughs> um, yeah, there was something else that I was going to bring up. I think I forgot. Well, so we've got one more game before the bye, and I'm, God, I'm excited for the bye. It's going to be great. Well, sorry. Also, we do have Twitter questions we'll get to. Oh, okay. Well, let's fly through the Twitter questions. You reckon now? Yep. Okay. This could go anywhere. This could go anywhere. Our Twitter's had a lot of traction you can fly in the through last them. 48 hours, Bolt. You can um, fly through them. Yes, I will fly through them. Uh, wait on. We're just getting them. Well, up. you actually well, made, on, a, you made a very good thread. I was going to say, let, let, let's that go was a through. great initiative, Jay-Z. Thank you. Let's go through the thread. So I said, here's a thread of every player who is out of contract at the end of this season. By the way, you can still vote on this. There's still five days to go. So if you haven't, head to our Twitter account, at BluesFooty, and vote on this thread. And I just said, vote below on whether we should re-sign or trade or delist each player who's out of contract at the end of the year. Alex Chincotta. 93% said re-sign, 7% said trade or delist. I think it's fair enough. Yep. Just, I'm not saying give the bloke a 10-year yeah, yeah, deal, yeah. but that's fair enough. 
Brody Kemp, 91% said re-sign. Um, I'm just going to zip through. If you find yeah, any you results go, you surprising, go, you, you tell me. Yep. We'll touch on this one. Caleb Marchbank, yep. 76% said trade or delist, and 24% said re-sign. So I think that is symbolic of the supporter base. I think we just sort of understand now, no matter how good he might be, he's, he's in What's a lot this, of trouble. What's this, his seventh year at Carlton? Yep. Eight, ninth? No. No. 20, sorry, sorry. 2017, yeah. 18, 19, 20, Is he Sorry, that is, that's why I did really bad at maths at school. But yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, I think I voted D list. Yeah, I think it's just like, you know. Oh, just like, get the dead weight off. Like the guy hasn't played all year. He finally puts together like three VFL games and then he's sore. Like, I'm not doubting him. I'm, it's Bull not bar. that I don't believe him no, that he's I, sore. No, I believe that he's very sore. But it's just like, mate. He's always sore. It's such a shame, but unfortunately. It is a shame. No, you just got to move the p- deadwood. Plenty of players have been lost to 100%. injury. And unfortunately, this is just a case of that. Uh, David Cunningham, 61% said re-sign. I will tell you that that, would, that was the opposite before that yeah, VFL game got imagine. a bit of traction. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dom Aquay, I mean, I, 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 there's no point in even putting guys like Dom Aquay, Hudson O'Keefe, because we haven't seen anything, but they were in there. Uh, Ed Kerno, 97% said to trade or delist. Uh, Jack Silvani, fi- this is interesting, 52% said trade or delist and 48% said re-sign. I, I don't think, like I said re-sign just because I love the guy, but I don't think he's a player who I'd be looking to move on. He's a player that if they want to leave, you can't blame him because of the way he's been treated, but I wouldn't be actively trying to move him on. I don't know what you think. Yeah, just depends. Like he's not, he, he wouldn't depends be on how much interest anyway. he's got. How, yeah, he, we'd definitely undersell him on the market. Honey, 91% said trader delist. Fogarty, 85% trader delist. Plowman, 91% trader delist. These are guys who probably will get moved on. Mitch McGovern, 74% said to trade or delist. I think there's obviously been a lot of talk about the possibility of him leaving and maybe that's having a bearing on these results, but he's another one similar to Jack. Like if he's if he's asking to leave, it's a different story, but I wouldn't be actively trying to move him on. Yeah. Also considering he'd I, I probably think... stay on a lot less coin. Well, I think that's the crux of it. Uh, Newman, 84% said resign, obviously. Yeah. Uh, He'll definitely, he'll probably get three years. Yeah. Uh, Nick, uh, sorry, Paddy Dow, 59% said trader to list. Uh, Sam Dernan. Sam Philp, 83% trader to list. Similar to Marchbank, he can't get on the park. And the big one I saved till last, Tom DeConning, 31% has said to re-sign and 69% said to trade or delist. Yep. And I think that that is probably about right. Yep, 100%. Um, but Twitter questions, we're going to zip through a few, probably more comments. I think we've spoken so much. We'll let, we'll just bring comments here. Uh, Josh says, is it true that Bolt has to wear a matching pajama set in the office this coming oh. week because of this loss? <laughs> oh. Can you just, um, give us a bit of clarity around this? Do you want to just clear the air? <laughs> yeah. And hang on. Does that mean you wore pajamas to work today? <laughs> I actually didn't go in today. Oh, you got to follow through with your bets, mate. No, 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 no. I didn't go. No, no. The bet was for Thursday, Friday at work. So you've made a bet with your colleagues who support Essendon. Is that correct? Do you want to just... Yeah, well, he's one of the weasels that does support Essendon. So what, you've said to them the loser has to come in yeah, in opposing yeah. team pyjamas? I've got my matching top and bottoms. I went and bought them today. You actually purchased Essendon pyjamas? No, 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 no. They're just 
They're like casual clothes, one, clothes ones. They're not Essendon ones. Oh, so you just have to wear pyjamas. Yeah, but I'm going to look like an idiot. Okay. That <laughs> well, is of course you're going to look like an that, idiot. That is happening Thursday, so Friday. So I'm going to put a call out. Josh, can you please... Uh, please, can you take some photos and tweet us at oh. Blues Footy? <laughs> um, Michael Joseph, what was worse against Essendon in 2019, which led to Bolton mm. sacking on tonight? I think they were probably just as bad as each other. Yeah, just as bland. I think we kicked four goals that day when Bolton was sacked. Um, um, just going through Scroll. these. There's a lot of... There's, yeah. SC Gav says, Voss's position is clearly untenable. The board can go with him. Carlton Football Club is crying out for new leadership, both on and off the field. Where do we start? Well, I do agree. Leadership trickles down from the top. 100%, as in the board need to be a little bit more. Um, As in some of the comments before the game from Sayers and Cook were almost disturbing. I agree. Um... Dutchie says, the man can't coach, unfortunately. Can anyone prove in any way, shape, or form that he can? Oh, I couldn't. Um, Justin Weir says, is there any chance that we get selection right? As soon as the team came out and Ed Kerner was playing without bins, you know we'd already lost. Well, I agree. I think you've got to give your best chance, yourselves the best chance of winning. And did we do that this week at the, at the selection table? I, I don't think we did. Uh, Bluey says, I can't believe that I missed day five of the cricket for this mob. Well, I agree with that. Uh, Talbot Henry, this is interesting. He says, 17 to five inside 50s in the last quarter and still Essendon outscored us. Wow. It is concerning. Crazy. Um, uh, Brett Cox, and this is probably something we should speak about. Since the, since the time last year, since this time last year, we've been terrible. Missing the eight by kick has mentally ruined this team. The second guessing and lack of cohesion is a team largely the same is alarming and inexplicable. Not sure what the answer is, but surely changes have to be made. I agree. I think yeah. there's clearly some psychological damage that's come from the end of last season. Yeah, but these guys are professionals. You know, they had a lot of time between. <clears throat> it's just... Can't fathom what's happening at Carlson right now. It's disgusting. Pat Green says, how do we rectify this? Over the past five weeks, we've had 121 shots at goal and we've only scored 34 goals. 66 behinds and 21 non-scores. That is a 28% conversion rate in front of goal. Yeah, that is insane. It's tough to watch. Gallagher says, how many tackles did the tagging extraordinaire Ed Kerno have tonight? Well, the answer is he had none. Um, Is that right? Yeah, did you not know that? <laughs> Hang on, did you not know that? I didn't. Really? No. Hang on, now I need to fact check myself. No, he did. It. He did. Charlie's brother had zero. Oh, God. Move oh, yeah. on. No, I can't. Oh, well, God. Lewis Young, Sam Walsh, Jesse Motlop, Jack Martin, Brody Kemp, both Kernos, and Chincotta all had none. Move on, please. So it's before eight I, players who didn't have I a tackle. Angry. And then Before I get the following angry, six, DeConning, De Doherty, move. McGovern, Mackay, Sardam, Weedering only had one. Move Cheran on. Cripps had two each. Stop talking. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I think, look, th- this pl- a lot of it is just abuse. We're going to leave the Twitter questions there for this week. We're going to cut it short. Um, but, yeah. 
can you believe Dave? Da, uh, what's his name? Daniel Hoyne. He just said the reality oh, it's is Tuesday night. Oh, the reality no, no. is you're going to love this. This is even worse. The Tuesday reality is the way they're playing at the moment is far from a sustainable brand of footy on the weekend. But based on accuracy, they should have lost to Carlton by a goal. They should. Well, I think he meant to say they should have. Oh no! Hang on. He's saying Essendon should have lost. Hang on. This is on Essendon. He goes, the reality is the way they're playing at the moment is far from a sustainable brand of footy on the weekend. Based on accuracy, they should have lost to Carlton by a goal. He's... I don't, I don't um, know how that guy gets publicity. Bolt, that is all. Uh, we need to do another pod next week. Uh, next week, we'll do a mid-season review. Well, we've got the Suns game, then we'll do one in the buy round. I feel like this was a little bit of a mid-season a review in essence, bit. but we'll do a proper one. Yeah, well, we've got the Gold Coast, MCG, Sunday, one ten. How exciting. Are you excited? I'm pumped. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Bloody keen to get there at one ten on a Sunday, watch us play the Suns. Yeah. All I'll say, and, and you no, you can say this because this is what you've said all week about the crowd and how it'll be deafening if we do lose. Oh, yeah. I'm one of those people. I, th- I think everyone's got different coping mechanisms with periods like this for a club. Mine is, I get pretty frustrated yep. and angry. I, you know, I don't clap them off. I don't say, oh, it's okay. Better luck next time. At least they're having fun. As in, you know, I'm a very loyal supporter. I want to see results. You haven't missed a game in years. No, if, if if the same shit goes on on Sunday, it's going to be a 99% Carlton crowd to let them know it'll be deafening. The response, if they thought Sunday night was bad. Well, it was drained, drowned out by a lot of Essendon fans. Sunday night, this coming Sunday, it could really spill over. It's boiling. It's simmering. Well, there it, were a lot of fights in the crowd. There were. The behavior it's was tense. The behavior it's, was despicable. It, 100%. Week. It's just, it's very tense. And I feel like a lot of it's Carlton on Carlton. It's going to be like a civil war on Sunday if we lose. And you know what? I declared war in the stands three true, weeks ago true. against Collingwood. True. That never aired. That sh- that episode never aired. But, we spoke about it, but you did declare war in the stands against Collingwood. Yep. Well, it's just us this week. So we'll see how we go. It's, it's going to be frightening if we lose. It's going to be a very hostile But we'll MCG. still front up. I oh, know. We'll keep going. We'll keep going. We'll touch on that the week of. But, Thank um, you, Bolt. No worries. Let's end it there. Cool. Uh, big game this week. Sunday, one ten against the Bombers. The, if you, the if Suns. You are, the Suns. Oh, geez, against the Suns. Well, that's where that's what they've done to my brain. They've burnt it. Um, Baggers, if you're not following us on Twitter, at BluesFooty, we're on Facebook and Instagram as well. And subscribe to the pod so you get it first when it drops. Thank you, Bolt. And we'll be back next week. You, oh, can, you can say it. I didn't know. No. You can, we end the show the same way every week. You're going to have to I, say I it. I didn't want to say it. Just say it. Go, boys. <laughs> and they will know that they've been playing against the famous old-